Freedom is not a gift bestowed upon us by other men, but a right that belongs to us by the laws of God and nature. Benjamin Franklin. You're now listening to Carolina Conservative. Thank you for tuning in to Carolina Conservative, formerly known as the Matt Gore Podcast, where we will explore the current political environment in America with a focus on North Carolina. Now let's get to the show. On today's episode of Carolina Conservative, I sit down with Joe Preston to find out what made him decide to run for Johnston County Board of Education and what his priorities will be for Johnston County Schools. I hope you enjoy our conversation. All right, I, w- I just want to thank Joe Preston for coming on the show today. Welcome welcome to Carolina Conservative. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. I'm glad I'm here and um, I'm looking forward to this conversation. Excellent. All right, Joseph, um, you are running for the Board of Education in Johnston County, North Carolina, because hopefully we've got some people out there listening outside the state. But um, just give me a quick rundown of, of who you are and, and what brought you to make that decision to go ahead and run for office. Well, to ask me who I am is a very long-winded answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to uh, get into all of that, but uh uh, first and foremost, and I'm not saying this uh, in type of cliche, um, but I am a Christian. Um, I believe in Jesus Christ as my Savior, and I've been a, I guess, a conservative for as long as I can remember. In high school, um, I would wear an American flag tie to school Sundays, uh, so I was really cool, obviously. <laughs> and um, you know, well, you I would see talk, my hat. Well, yeah, yeah, no, but I'm, I'm talking 1980. <laughs> Or, you know, 95. 96. Right. <laughs> um, but no, I, I was, uh, I told everybody I was going to run for president one day and this and that. But, uh, you know, then I went to college and um, kind of let that go a little bit. And I met my wife right after college and we got married. We've been married for 15 years now. Uh, we've got a daughter that's 12. Um, you know, in terms of why am I running for this office, um, there's, multiple reasons and I was kind of thrown into it. I I didn't set out to do this at all. Um, Some of you may know uh, my wife is the uh, teacher that was at South Johnson High School that decided that she wasn't going to wear a mask. Right. And uh, we had very, uh, I I would say, terrible communication with uh, Johnson County Public Schools in terms of what her options were. And it, it just basically got out of hand. And I said, you know what, this is, you know, enough's enough. She, she decided she wasn't going to do this. I'm not going to teach anymore. And um, she got out of it. So it, it's, it's hard to, I'm sorry, it's hard to explain in words what this has done to our family. My wife now works someplace else. 
still still teaching, but at a private mm-hmm. school, she makes seven thousand dollars less a year. My daughter is now going to this private school, six hundred dollars a month. We no longer have the state health insurance. That's costing me from my company another five fifty to six hundred dollars a month. So add that up in your head. And that's net numbers of what you have to have come out of your check. If you gross that out of what I have to make to keep us at the same standard of living each month, because my wife decided to protect her own medical freedom, I mean, it's like $2,500 a month. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's absolute insanity. And I know this is happening, not just in Johnson County, but across the entire country. But the only thing that I figured that I could do was to get involved at a very local level and get involved in something that obviously I have a lot of experience with over the last eight, nine months of dealing with this crap. And that was to run for board of education. And so that's why I'm here. What you just said is a perfect segue into the next question I wanted to ask. And really you're a perfect example of, of things that I've fought conservatives on Republicans, conservative libertarians, get your kids out of public schools, get your kids out of public schools, put Mm -hmm. them in private school, homeschooling, whatever. That's easier said than done. Very. And you're, you're living that right now. It's so much easier said than done. We homeschooled our kids last year because we knew it was going to be, I don't want to say in impolite terms, but <laughs> it was going to be a, a crap show of um, back and forth between remote learning, which does not work. Um, you have probably 10% of kids who that that's an ideal situation from them, but homeschooling your kids is tough. Private school is obviously a big financial burden. So it's not easy to take your kids out of of public schools. You have done that. And this is another thing. Even if you take your kids out of public schools, what about the other kids? (laughs) You know, you're still there. You want to fight for those children, even though you have made that decision out of you've been forced into that decision to pull your Mm -hmm. kid out of public schools. So I've heard people say, and I've seen, uh, things on Facebook that you don't have um, a dog in the fight theoretically anymore. You don't have uh, a kid in public schools and you don't have your wife's not in public schools anymore. So why should you be on the board of education? Yeah. So um, like you said, it wasn't by choice. I mean, my wife was a teacher for five years in the system and my daughter was there from kindergarten to seventh grade. Okay, we only removed her and my wife because of forcing something that we don't believe uh, they have any right to actually force on us. So, I mean, if you want to make that case that you have to have a child in the uh, public school system to be a board of education member, then I would um, have you look at the current board of education members. Mm -hmm. Uh, Ronald Johnson does not have a child in the school. Uh, Kay Carroll does not have a child in the school. Lynn Andrews doesn't have a child in the school. Uh, I don't believe um, Carrie Sessoms doesn't. Um, I mean, I'm not going to go through all of them, but I mean, I I think six out of the seven currently serving don't have a child in the uh, public school system of Johnston County. I mean, that's that's never been a requirement, but if you want to, you know, call me out on that, it is my hope that I'm able to do something with the public school system. And something something I'm going to talk about later, I I think you'll be interested in. Um, It's my hope that getting me on the Board of Education will allow us to 
put my daughter back in the public school system. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this isn't something that we didn't, we didn't make this decision. Uh, you know, you can't, there's many things in the constitution that talks about personal, personal property. Uh, what is more personal than your own person? When you're yes. telling me I got, I got to put a mask on. When you're telling me eventually I'm going to have to get the uh, a vaccine and then, you know, a booster and another booster and another booster and another booster and another booster. When you're telling me all of those things, that's my own person. You can't tell right. me to do that. So my wife, we didn't know what was going to, and listen, I, I'm, I'm being serious. This is my wife made this decision. If any, anybody out there that's watching, that's a guy that's married, you know yeah. that I didn't make this decision. My wife right. made this decision, right? I mean, but I 100 percent support her because she's right. This is ridiculous. These people can't do this. And I know you're you're probably going to talk about some other things that's going to bring up why it came down on us that they have to do this or they, you know, quote, hands are tied. Things right. I've talked about at school board meetings and things like that. But I mean, this whole having having a kit. If you are a Johnston County resident, you can run for the board of education. You you have a vested interest. It doesn't matter if you have a kid in the school. Oh, no, nobody is anybody that I know of so far that I know of so far that's running. I don't know of anybody that has made the sacrifice that our family has had. And, and outside of COVID and the and the mandates with masking and, and vaccines, the way I look at it is the majority of the kids in this country are going to go to public schools. If we just leave them to the wolves, then we're going to get what we get. You know, it, if we leave them to the, the socialism and the, the wokeness that that is that's creeping in that, well, we've basically lost a generation before we're, we're trying to save the next one. But if we if we let, you know, CRT creep in and, and the, the equity, not equality, equity, if we let that become the norm, then we we lose our country. And what, what does that mean, by the way? Equity. What, what, what does equity mean? So equality is everybody gets a fair shake, the fair start. Everybody has the, the same right to an education, the same access to the education or healthcare or whatever it is. Equity is forced outcomes. Everybody Correct. ends at the same spot, whether that's a good spot or a bad spot. And usually when it comes to socialism or communism, it's not a good finish line for anybody. Have you read Agenda uh, or heard of Agenda 21? I have. I have not read. Um, I mean, but it, it's it's pretty much what you're exactly yeah, what you're talking yeah, about. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Equity is forced outcome, and it's it's never going to be beneficial for no. anybody. It's no. always no. going to be bringing the top down to the bottom, right? Leveling out the bottom. It's like playing on a. It's like testing on a curve. Correct. You can get that ninety-eight. Well. Correct. Thanks. Well, thanks you, so you bring up, up something. By the way, that brings up something. I'm just going to go ahead and jump around because I'm sure you're yeah. going to ask me about it anyway. I, I got some information from the Department of Public Instruction, the DPI for North Carolina. And would you like to guess what the average salary is for Johnson County public schools? Average salary for the entire, you know, from cafeteria worker? And... 36, 37,000 students, 45 schools, everybody in the school system. Pretty large school system. Uh Average, one of the largest in the states. Yeah, you're not going to um, you're not going to get it. I'm going to yeah. say thirty thousand. Okay, see, that's kind of what I was thinking. It's almost fifty four thousand. 
My wife has been, was, well, when she was there, she was there for five years as a teacher, a uh, high school teacher, Johnson County or uh, South Johnson, a beloved teacher. She got Christmas cards and things like that from old students and stuff and people supporting her all over the place. Uh, made $35,000. Now she, she, she did, uh, she coached, what do they call it? Indoor track one year. Right. Uh, and, and soccer one year and you know with those stipends or whatever it was like 39 if she was teaching right now i think she'd be making probably close to 38 39 because they had a little bit of a pay raise the bonuses right. and stuff but what does that tell you it tells me there's a few at the top that are bumping that number way up there's a few at the top bumping that way up but also think about all the assistant principals that these schools have uh i think when she left i think south johnson had five uh, when my daughter was at Four Oaks Elementary, they had, I think, four. Four assistant and, 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 principals and, and, at one is, elementary school? And, and, and now, now uh, Four Oaks is a very large elementary school. So I, I, I'm not saying anything. I, I know a lot of the people that are assistant principals. I'm not saying anything bad about them. I'm just saying I, I don't know what those positions, because they're basically in waiting to go into, you know, another role. Right. Um, but they're, they're, there's a lot of admin positions there's a lot of people central office that are making all of this extra money and i would say look okay you guys have already got what you what 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 you have Mm -hmm. we're not going to take that away from you but going forward like you're basically their grandfathered in if you want to say that right um but going forward let's talk about how can we maybe structure back all of this money going to these admin positions and maybe giving some more money to the people that are, you know, really in there in the classrooms every yeah. day, that type of thing. I mean, I don't know if you know, but ESSER funding, there's there's three three stages. It's the from the federal government uh, legislation by uh, Biden's administration passed. ESSER funding, there's three stages, one, two, three. Uh, stage one and stage two has already happened. We've taken in Johnston County over $95 million. And this is part of the like the relief funding from COVID, the rescue plan? Correct. Okay. So we've taken over $95 million. And the second stage, I believe 90% of the money has to go towards teachers and nurse salaries and things like that. So why are we not, I'm just, how is the average salary $54,000? I mean, that, it, it absolutely blows my mind. It absolutely, it, it blows my mind. When right. my it's wife a, was making 35000 as a five-year you know, not tenured, but, you know, right. But five years is a significant time to, you know, get some pay raises. I'm, I'm assuming, you know, we, we always hear teachers are underpaid, but that kind of puts a new, uh, well, that's the thing. You're talking about a $20,000 difference there. If you're a teacher going out there and complaining about not being paid enough, but then somebody pulls it up and goes, well, look, I'm, I'm looking at this. It says your average salary is 54000 Right. And by the right. way, in Johnson County, the average uh, median income, uh, which is uh, redundant, average median, but the average median income of a Johnson County resident is 31000 How are you going to gain support from the public when you're telling me you're making $23,000 more, but teachers aren't making that? So the teachers so are more in line with the median income. Correct you know, a little above, but when you take the school system as a whole, and I'm sure, you know, the teachers are, but then you're talking about the the staff, custodial staff, cafeteria staff, I'm sure they're well below. 
So yeah, there's 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 certified and non-certified staff, and um, the, the the board of education did just pass to make sure that both certified and non-certified staff was getting the same bonuses and pay increases and things like that. Like for for instance, they just raised the minimum wage from I think ten dollars to thirteen dollars an hour effective. Mm-hmm. That uh, January was the, 1st. from the state. Yeah, and and then July, July first, it's going up to fifteen dollars an hour, which I have I have no problem. We've we've got the money to to do it. Uh, but what I do have a problem with are these absolutely bloated salaries, and, and, and especially in Dr. Eric Bracy, our superintendent. I I don't know anything about this guy, okay, and I'm not going to say anything bad about. Him. But what I don't understand is he's within his first year of being our superintendent. I believe he was on a four-year contract. For whatever reason, the board voted a couple months ago to extend his contract for another year. Why? So one less than one year into there, there there's no results. We don't know what he what what he's going to do. Once again, nothing against Dr. Right. Brent. Like I said, I don't know him. I mean, he's seen me a few times and I've seen him a few times. Right. I go to every board of education right. meeting. But I don't know the guy. I don't know if he if he's going to do well or not do well. But why are we extending that contract and giving him extra money guarantee when we don't even know what's going on? I mean that that's just that's just one example. Yeah, that's a, a little early. Um, just a little bit. You know, thinking about football, you don't give the uh, the head coach a, a year extension after half a season into a four year contract. If well, he I'm, a Cle- yeah, I'm, a Cle- I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, and we hi- we hire a new head coach about every other year. So maybe that's why I'm I'm so upset about right. that decision. But I, I don't know why that happened. But we need to know where this money is going. Like I said, we just took 95 million dollars. What's it going to? They were complaining about a 7.9 million dollar budget fulfilling funding from the uh, board of commissioners. That wasn't going to happen unless we had the CRT policy passed, which would, I mean, I'm not even going to get the CRT policy. Anyways, you got $95 million. What do you, what do you complain about? $7.9 million. I mean, you have the money. Where's it going? Yeah. Like, I, I think that's what the, the general public doesn't know. And believe me, I'm in it now. And I'm, I've got research. I got people researching. I don't know where it's going. Wow. Yeah. You know, so it's it, that's that's the difficult thing to really wrap your head around monetarily, because that's the biggest thing people talk about with schools, I think, is funding. I mean, you're always asking for new taxes. You're always asking for when I was a kid, it was a levy or a bond. Right. There's that we were a voting bond that, every year yeah, yeah. that we were we were voting on. I mean, the whole Leandro funding case for a sound and basic education. Uh, they just passed something. We got to put another $1.7 billion in North Carolina for schools. And people are like, well, what does that mean? Where is it going? Right. And, and nobody really knows. But I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot. You you tell and me. And I, I don't know the exact stats anymore. But when you look at our per pupil spending from a country standpoint compared to China or India, money doesn't solve everything. You can't just throw I'll, money at it. I'll give you Johnson County stat. There are 115 school districts in North Carolina. And that number is important because there are 100 counties. It's something mm-hmm. I want to talk about. So there's some cities that have their own. There are 15 other districts outside of the county. That's mm-hmm. correct. We are 111th, I believe, or 100. it's 110th or 111th. Johnson County is? Johnson County in per student spending. 
That's surprising. Especially with all the money we're taking in. Right. Where's it going? I mean, it, and I've looked at the other counties. I mean, we are one of the highest counties in terms of money that we're we're bringing in. So where's it going? Well, I mean, hundred. I mean, that's literally the bottom one percent in terms of per student spending. Now, that doesn't mean that the other counties are doing it well. It right. doesn't mean that they're being efficient with their money. But I, they're I spending know. it. But they're they're definitely spending <laughs> it. I mean. Yeah, we, we are uh, one-tenth or one-eleventh in per-student spending. Very interesting. Now, the ones around you, as far as down at the bottom, are those mostly like the city districts or no. they're more rural or... Um, yes. Johnson County used to be, but it's not anymore. anymore. No, it's Johnson County is suburb. becoming, a, I would say, a subsidiary of Wake County. Right. It's Raleigh East, uh, yes. basically, at this point. So, so moving on to the masking and the band-aids, that's what got you involved with fighting and, and, and going to all the school board meetings and, and running for the board. So obviously, in my opinion, the, the, the counties or the districts that have not lifted these mandates, they're not going to anytime soon, at least not this year, in my opinion. What do you think they're going to do next year heading into the election cycle? <laughs> <laughs> Because the, my answer the, the to that year is, will start before the next election. My, my answer to that is simple. They're going to do whatever they think they need to do to get elected. Typically is going to be to go exactly against what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I mean, you know, you and I know a little uh, each other a little bit, right? But, um, not a whole lot. Uh, I can't tell you how I knew it was going to get ugly announcing that I was going to run for this position. However, I am an absolute nobody. And I did not expect the attacks that I'm getting from the supposed right. I'm not getting attacked from the left. I'm getting attacked from the establishment. I'm getting attacked from the right. And it. so, so to, to, to ask me, what do you think they're going to do before? They're all backed by people. I mean, it, it, it truly is, and I, I hate to use the term because I don't like to take other people's words, but it truly is a swamp. It, it is absolutely a swamp, and they are protecting each other. It's, it's not about the children. It's not about the staff and the faculty. It's not about the parents for the Board of Education. It is about the Board of Education. Somebody actually uh, went on another site the other day and was asking, you know, why well, don't there's to somebody that I know was asking them, why are you supporting Joe Preston? And, you know, I'm just worried that he can't work with other people. I mean, I've worked with people my entire life, you know, and, and uh, my friend said, we'll go to his page and ask him that question. And so this person did. And I responded to exactly what I just said to you. I, you know, if I'm elected, I'm there to represent the people. We live in a representative Republic. I'm there to represent the people. And the people that I'm representing are parents, faculty, and staff, and children, most importantly. I'm not there to represent the board. Right. I'm there to represent the people that elected me to go to that position. And so I want that to be very loud and clear. I can get along with people very well. I can also be very persuasive when I sit down with people. Um, I've been on many leadership committees. Uh, I can sit down and talk to people. But I'm not just going to go there and go, oh, oh, so this is what you guys are doing? Okay, yeah, I'll vote for that. You know, right, that's right. That, that's I mean, that's <laughs> that's not going to happen. And I think that's 
probably why the establishment doesn't like me so much because I'm, I'm not going to go along to get along. I'm going to go along to represent is who I am. So I really think the people that you're talking about, what are they going to do that are on the board? They're going to do everything the opposite of what I'm saying because they want to keep the power. And a lot of them, I think, have other aspirations as well moving forward. Uh, being on the Board of Education is typically a stepping stone to county commissioner or state rep or, 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 or whatever. And uh, that's probably where they're going with that. And I've I told you at the very beginning, I said I was going to be president one day to people <laughs> in high school. You know, I was 16, 17 years old. I've, I haven't ran for political office ever in my life. Right. 43, right. about to turn 44. I mean, <laughs> so, what so you're, so, you're eligible now. You're eligible. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> I am. I am over 35. So I'm, I'm, I'm honestly in this for transparency, honesty, and, and communication with everybody that's involved with their kids. I mean, the fact that, like I said, the sacrifice we're making, I don't want other people to have to go through this. Right, right. And from the outside looking in, Johnson County, you know, I don't I don't live in Johnson County. I don't know it that well, but it seems that the Republican Party, you know, is fractured. There's, what, three or four groups, I guess. And that's okay. Primaries, in my opinion, primaries, it's okay to be fractured. You, you get behind your guy, whether it's, you know, the ultra conservative or maybe the more establishment, that's fine. But then you want to be able to come together during the, the general election. Do you think that's going to be able to happen? Do you think so? How many seats are available this this go around? It's three seats, right? That are up for for business. That's and, correct. And Johnson off, County what, is an open. Yeah. What county do you live in? Are you I'm in Harnett. Harnett. That's what I thought. So, yeah, there are three seats. Terry Sessoms. Uh, who said she was going to retire. I, I've heard that she's not going to retire. Todd Sutton, who's the chairman, and then Al Bird, who was appointed late in 2020 or early 2021. He's been in the seat for about a year, I think. Okay. Uh, he was appointed, so he's up. So there, there are three seats. And to even have a primary, I learned, you have to, this the math that the government comes up with, up with just it cracks me up every time. To have a primary, you have to have the number of seats available, multiply that by two, and add one. So, yeah, so that's seven. That right? Good for you. <laughs> so you runs with county have... education there. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to have at least seven running um, to even have a primary. There's going to be about uh, twenty, I okay. think. Is wow. What, what, I mean, it's going to be sixteen to twenty, somewhere in there, somewhere in there. That that's going to happen, but. Go back, go back to your, your, your question again about how, what was, I got, what was I got my question. So basically um, it looks like it's fractured right now. Oh yeah. Will, yeah, yeah, yeah. will they yeah. be able to come together for the general? No, no, no. It, well, it, if I'm involved, no. So there are, there's a Johnson County Republican group. There's a Johnson County Republican men's group that just got formed uh, roughly six weeks ago. There's a Johnson County Republican women's group that's been around for a little bit. Mm -hmm. And then there's another advocacy group that I'm not going to mention their name um, on here. Okay. And in my opinion, and I brought this up in a post back in September, I did a video on about uh, infighting within the parties. And um, that other advocacy group is basically running all of the groups in terms of the people that they have on the boards of these groups they're running it and it, it, it it's not good. So if their people 
that they have already, people might know, no, they probably don't. The Republican Party and the Democrat Party are not allowed to endorse a candidate until after the primaries. So this advocacy group is actively endorsing certain candidates by proxy, in my opinion, which I could probably prove if I had to, for the Republican Party groups as well, right? So to answer your question, if I am, if I get through the primary, it's they're not, we're not going to come together. If if their people get through the primary, oh, it'll be, you know, rainbows and, and unicorns. <laughs> so with that being said, if you get through the primary, do you feel like you have enough support? Yes. Well, that- well, n- number one, I'm going to get through the, the primary. I, I don't mean to sound arrogant or conceited or anything like that. It's just what what I've heard from people, the support that I've I've garnered, I think, boots on the ground type stuff. I honestly think outside of the incumbents, and that's the important part. We're not talking about incumbents. I think outside the incumbents, I'm probably the front runner to take one of those seats. Okay. Uh, I've been saying this from from day one, and some people have got upset about you know about it when I say it. But at every meeting I go to, and I've been to a lot of them, I tell them, you know, I'd appreciate your support, but if you don't support me, that's okay. I'm still going to run. And uh, some people don't like that. They think I'm you know, just tell them that I don't, I don't need their support. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm still going to be me. I'm still going, going to be vocal and speak my mind and not be controlled and not be bought out. And, you know, I'm going to be Joe Preston. And um, if you like that, great. If you don't, that's fine too. We live in America. It's your decision. It's not the group's decision. It's your decision to decide who to vote for. This doesn't pertain to Johnson County as much because you guys still are living under the mandate uh, mm-hmm. for the mask. My worry is that districts like mine, Harnett, they're being pressured either by mm-hmm. parents or by the government to to back down, to, to cower again and put the mask back on. Even though the, the CDC and the state is going by the CDC, uh, say that cloth masks don't work. So my worry is that some districts, and we've seen it. I know Brunswick County and New Hanover County and several others have, have gone back to masking, even though they lifted it. But the, what the CDC is now recommending is cloth masks don't work. They're recommending surgical masks, I think, in a, in a way. But really, even school systems, I think, in California are going to put their children in N95s or KN95 masks, which are really respirators, which if you look at OSHA, you really need a fit test. Um, in order to wear those, especially if you're an employer requiring someone to wear that. Are we really going to put kids in, in those all day, in respirators all day? Or, or, and, and if we do, who, who's going to pay for it? Well, I, I would say if people don't stand up, not necessarily make the sacrifice that my family's made, but if people don't stand up, yeah, they are going to make your kids do that. And if you decide to allow, allow your kids to put those masks on, I mean, at, at this point, that's on you. Why would anybody trust anything that the CDC is saying after, uh, what, 22 months now, 23 months roughly of, you know, 14, 15 weeks to flatten the curve to 22 months of developmental disabilities? Right. Um, Why would anybody trust that? So, I mean, that's that's on, in my opinion, and I'm I'm sorry, I'm going to say it, that's on the parents. If that if that ever happens, I don't. I really don't think that's going to happen. I mean, we just had the Supreme Court 
shut down the mask mandate on everybody but healthcare workers. The vaccine is, mandate. I'm sorry, sorry, the, yeah. the vaccine mandate for everybody except, which I think is absolutely ridiculous, but oh, yeah, I agree. It, it is a start. You know, that stopped. Uh, Biden has literally the worst approval rating of any president, I believe, of all time. I mean, even Democrats have a low approval rating of him. Yeah, I don't I don't think scorched earth is going to happen, as you're describing. But if it does, it's because everybody laid down and I'm praying that everybody doesn't lay down. You've got Union County, which is Monroe, uh, right outside of Charlotte. Mm hmm. Um, they're not even, I, I, I wish we would do what Union County, Union County isn't, that's, they got rid of their CDC dashboard. I know. I, I cause I track all the data. Yes, for, they got rid of and it. And they stopped it. They stopped. They're like, this is, I mean, right now, I, I think I saw earlier 46 or 4,700 patients due to COVID in the hospitals right now in, in the state of North Carolina. Matt, let me ask you, how many, how many people live in North Carolina? It's a little over 11 million. Okay. Is it? Yeah. yeah. I was going to say more. I was going to say 16, but that's not, that's, I think that's well, closer even, to our. Even if it was, what is 4,700 people out that's, of 11 yes. million? I mean, not that I, I don't want those 47 right. in the hospital, but I mean, it's a very tiny statistical number. And then we have the CDC coming out a couple of weeks ago saying, admitting that 75% of all COVID deaths had not one, not two, not three, but four, four. comorbidities, 75%. I mean, it is a joke. It is an actual disease, obviously. Yes. It is a virus. I don't know if people out there know this or not, but there's a difference between a virus and a bacteria. A bacteria can actually be gotten rid of. A mm -hmm. virus, you never get rid of. You can just treat it, okay? COVID is never going to go away. And we have to wrap our heads around that and stop acting like morons and sheep. And just, I, I said it in my last, in the last meeting with the Board of Education, step one, get rid of the mask mandates. Step two, promise you're never gonna uh, require a vaccine. And step three, stop requiring teachers or faculty or staff to have any compensation or incentive bonus tied to anything other than their record. Yes. Because they just, they, they just passed a bonus program where they had to sign a two-year contract to stay with the school. I mean, that's how desperate these people are. That's how desperate. I know it's a little off topic, but it just, I mean, I'm so fed up talking about COVID, man. I'm uh, me so too. fed up with talking about COVID, but I'm glad that I'm talking about COVID because it got me involved and it got yeah. me deep into all of the other things that are going on with the Johnson County public school system. So there is something I'd like to talk about, but ask, you know, well, I know you've got a, a thing just here, to, so. to, to attach to what you just said, the latest data that came out of the UK from a freedom of information request, which I didn't know they had those. The, if you look at their official COVID deaths in the UK, it's something like 153,000. They actually got their um, health, their version of the CDC, whatever it's called, to admit that it's only Purely from COVID, there's only been 17,000 deaths. 170 some thousand deaths, or 150, I think 153, something like yeah. that. 153, almost 10% of that were actually from COVID. I yes. mean, that is that is such a media lie. It's such a government lie. Because even with 
if you use the 153, I'm assuming it's similar to our numbers, you're still talking about an over 99% survivability yeah. rate. So then you take it down well, tenfold. I'm sure you've been to the Johnson County uh, Public Schools website and looked at the COVID dashboard and where like it yes. shows like, you know, 0.045%. I mean, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. And even if you if you have it, this is the question I always ask people. What does it mean to have COVID? What does it mean to have COVID? It's a I I know someone personally right now who is technically has COVID, but she's had it for three weeks. Mm-hmm. She just keeps testing positive mm-hmm. and she can't go back to work mm-hmm. because she keeps testing positive. Yeah. And that's a number. That's a stat. That's a stat. Every time it goes in the in the machine, that's a stat. But yeah, so let's get to, to what you want to talk about. I think the biggest, because people always, what else do you want to talk about besides masks? All you're doing is talk about masks. Not, right. No, no, that's, that's not true. I've talked about many things in these meetings. But one thing I haven't talked about is an idea that I have that I think would really, if it doesn't solve the problem, at least it puts the onus on the people in their own community to solve the problem. I don't understand why we, this is why I said earlier to you that 115 school districts is an important number Mm -hmm. because that means there are school districts that aren't a part of their county. I don't know why Johnson County Public Schools or any Harnett County is just a countywide school district. Harnett County, I believe has 18, 19,000 kids. And probably about 19,000. Yeah. And probably what, 25, 26 schools or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere there, right? So you're 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 about half of what we have. Right. And I believe you guys have five uh school board members. That's so you correct. got five, you've got five school board members controlling nineteen thousand, and then you probably got another four four thousand and uh staff. So 20, 22, 23,000 people uh that five people are in complete control of. And they're really not though, in terms of health decisions, they're supposed to go off of the health board, which tells them what to do based off of money that they've taken and, and things like that, which we can talk about that as well. But Johnson County has seven people on the school board, board of education. We've got 45 schools and roughly 37,000 plus another four or 5,000 staff. So 42, 43, somewhere in there. It doesn't make any sense. If they're like, for, for instance, Johnson County schools is closed tomorrow. So I, it's can, tell, I can tell you right now, I've driven all over the place yesterday or uh, earlier today. There is nothing on the road. There's nothing on the road. There's no eyes. But because we are a countywide school system, if there's one road that's got some big oak tree that's covering up and there's a little bit of ice on that road and a bus goes over that road, the entire county shut down. Now, I'm not saying that that bus should have to drive on the road. What I am saying is the county shouldn't be making decisions. So what I am advising and will be promoting when I get elected to the Board of Education, I'm literally going to try to remove my job. We should not have... The Ron Swanson approach. We should... <laughs> I'm just thinking about bacon when you bring him up. Yeah. So... We should not have a countywide board of education. We should take each major high school and their feeder schools and make them their own district. This is what almost every other state does. Almost every other state does this. So for instance, South Johnston, which is Benson area. So you'd have all the you know, feeder schools come out of their meadow, 
Benson Middle, all, you know, Four Oaks Elementary, Four Oaks Middle, all those would be their own. Triple S, Smithfield, Selma, you know, that area. Clayton would have their own, whatever. You'd have probably six or seven. But honestly, you could probably narrow it down to five if you wanted to. But if we could do that, then you put the people that actually live in that community to be in charge and have their own, you know, voice heard mm-hmm. on their own board of education. They'd ha- they would have their own. I don't know how that works out in terms of busing and everything else. And of course, there's teacher unions and all of that. But if there are five other districts in the state, I'm sorry, 15 other right. districts, there's already been a precedent that means it can happen. And I, I really think that solves everything. And if it doesn't solve everything, then it's on you. I, I completely agree with, with that approach because look at Harnett County last week. You know, Omicron numbers are going through the roof. And other school systems the week before decided that we're going to shut down our entire school system for three days this week. And then we're going to go remote for a week and, and things like that. I was happy to see that Harnett took a more creative approach and they only remoted three schools on Wednesday. And then I think they remoted another three on Thursday. That's the same thing we could do with snow. We were out driving around today as well in Harnett County. The roads look great, but there's a few spots that maybe a two hour delay would be would right. be appropriate. But closing the entire school system, we've gotten too comfortable canceling school or calling off work. We've got way too comfortable with that. Well, yeah, you've been conditioned is is what that is. And and here's the other thing that I ask my wife all the time. If, if we've been doing, we did virtual for almost an entire year. Yeah. Why are we, so why are schools closed? Right. So, so if they, if they have to have a snow day or whatever, why, why can't we just everybody get out your Chromebooks? Yeah. And we're going to do virtual. It's not perfect, but it's better than canceling. It's better than canceling, especially with our failing children yeah. because of their, of their failing school system and how they're failing them. Yes. I mean, it, absolutely failing these kids. I, I don't understand. It, it's kind of like, you know, in, in the NFL, um, you know, I said earlier, I was a Browns fan. You know, our coach wasn't able to because he had COVID like one like week 16 or something like that. And he, he, he has COVID and he's not allowed to coach. I'm like, well, why can't he just be in his basement with a headset on? <laughs> or put him up in a box like, by himself. I mean, it's not, it's, I mean, it's the stupidest thing in the world. Yeah. It's, it's just, so what's funny is when my wife decided to take that stand for everybody's rights and say, I'm not doing this. We talked to them about, hey, you've got a virtual academy. Could she do that? And they said, absolutely, she can. However, she has to come to a building and put a mask on. I mean. It's the dumbest thing in the world. She's in no contact with anybody. There's no way she's going to, if this was literally the plague, she couldn't get anybody sick, but they were still going to require her to wear a mask. And that just tells you that it's not about health. No. It's not about science. It's not about everybody's well-being. It's about an agenda. Yeah. And uh, Joe Preston and his family uh, and others like me are not going to stand for that. And people really need to understand that you you can stand up too. I'm not asking you to make the same sacrifice that I'm making. If you can, please do. But um, we didn't know what was going to happen. And that's why I said at the very beginning, when you asked me to describe myself, the first thing I said was a Christian. I have full faith in God that he is going to take care of us. He's always taking care of us. Mm-hmm. I mean, we don't live a an unbelievable 
you know, incredible great life where we're going to sandals every year and, you know, whatever. I mean, we just live a life and that's okay. You got to have faith. And if you can make a sacrifice to take care of your family and the principles that you hopefully support, please do. What are your priorities for Johnston County schools, not COVID related? Well, the, the first thing is, and I'm glad you asked it. The first thing is we, we, we have to get rid of the COVID fear madness. Because hmm. like I said before, with our whole, the personal property thing, what's more personal than your, your own person. Yeah. If we don't yeah. get that fixed, it doesn't matter what else my priorities are. Because you're, you're just going to bow down and lay down to everything that they say. Okay. The, my other priorities are this. I want teachers and faculty and staff to want to come to work. I don't want them to be overworked every day. I hear, I hear stories every day where, you know, you're teaching your third grade class and you get a, a text message that, hey, this bus and this bus and this bus and this bus are all going to be 45 you know, minutes late, an hour late, hour and 15 minutes late. Um, can you come and help out in the gym? Hey, sorry, you're going to have to eat your lunch in, in, in the break room real quick because we're going to need you to work a lunch duty that day. Yeah. Um, they can't take bathroom breaks. This is, this is the staff of most of these schools. Uh, last Friday, three schools, Four Oaks Elementary, Triple S, and South Johnson had over 100 staff out. Over 100 staff out. That, that's combined. Mm-hmm. Right. O- over 100 out because of they tested exposure. Or, exposure. or, or okay. whatever the quarantine rules mm-hmm. are that change every day. You know, so all, all of that has to be changed. But the most important thing outside of staff just going to school and wanting to work is our children have to have an actual education. My wife taught high school English for five years, as I've said, I asked her all the time, what are you guys teaching today? What what, what, would, you know, how was your day? What Mm -hmm. Oh, well, we're going over this. I'm like, well, why are you talking about that? I mean, she's going over current, you know, events and nothing about actual like grammar, nothing about reading. Well, no, I take that back. They read a lot of books, but the uh-huh. books were always like social justice, social justice. Yeah. And, and current events and, you know, whatever, you know, they were basically teachers aren't allowed to teach unless they're on a certain side of the political spectrum. Uh-huh. And then they're allowed to, to say and teach whatever they want. But my, my biggest priority is the kids. These kids have to have a regular education like you probably had. I think you're a little bit younger than I am. I I said a little bit, not much. Yeah. I graduated 1996. I'm 43 years old, be 44 this year. It wasn't like this. We learned about everything. Right. You know, I'm proud. I'm proud to have that American flag behind me, you know, because I was taught to respect that American flag. Kids aren't taught to respect that now. Yeah. I I, I think I got to get back to foundation we got to get back to actual basic instruction, I, reading, writing, arithmetic. I think Mark Twain might've put that in, right. in a book. I mean, like th- literally w- that's my priority. We got to figure out where the money's going, make the schools workable again, where teachers and staff actually want to come there and maybe bring some people back. And we got to make it an actual educational workplace for all children. I don't right. care what color you are. I don't care what you, I mean, this, everything's about racism right now. Everything's about uh, teacher oppression. Everybody hates teachers. Stop. What are we talking about? 
The actual American doesn't believe that. No, no. That's a very small, small amount of people. Yeah, I, I feel like I had a great education because I didn't know my teachers or prof- professors even political leanings. I didn't know if they were Republican or Democrat. Yeah. It, and well, I've seen the meme that if, if your kids know you're a Democrat or if your kids, you're t- you know, the kids you're teaching know you're a Republican, then you failed. And I agree. You should not. You should be able to play devil's advocate. You know, get your kids to think. Don't tell them what to think. Teach them how to think. Well, the CRT policy that was just passed in Johnson County. I don't know if you read that. I have not. It's policy code 5100. And I'm not going to. I don't have it pulled up or anything like that. I'm, so I can't quote it verbatim. But. One of the things that's so striking in it that that drives me nuts is it literally says that you, if you're a teacher or an educator, you have to not give your own personal bias on a controversial topic. And in my head, I'm going, duh. Yeah. Why does it have to be even in writing as a policy? Personally, I don't like the CRT policy um, that that we have. Number one, it doesn't mention critical race theory at all. It doesn't mention the 1619 project. It doesn't mention... Mm -hmm any of that at all. It's, it's very vague and biased. And then there's a part at the end that makes no sense at all, which I, I think actually Democrats would agree with me because it, it talks about every single person that has contributed to American history must be thought of as a uh, innovator, leader, and hero, I think it, are, are the words. And it's like, okay, well, D- David Duke, I mean, he's not a Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, like, you can't say every person that's ever. But anyway, it's it's an absolutely terrible policy. But it was something that our board of education decided to pass because they were on the hot seat with the commissioners to get fully funded uh, for for the school year, even though they had $95 million they collected from ESSER funds. And I mean, dude, it it is a mess. I could talk to you for six hours about all of these things that I've just, I've learned literally since August. We were taking a walk, my wife and I. This is how I really got into this. First off, we were on vacation in July, down in Clearwater. And she got a text saying the Board of Education passed that they were not going to require masks. And she was like, yes. And so I'm excited because I'm like, sweet. I don't have to worry about my wife's income, you know? (laughs) Well, we get home, you know, and we're out taking a walk and she gets a text and she goes, crap. And I'm like, what? what's wrong? She goes, they flipped. I'm like, what do you mean they flipped? I mean, it wasn't even a full month later. It was just, you know, like I think 10 or 11 days. And I'm like, immediately it hit me. She's not going to back down from this. We've got to figure out what we're going to do. Yeah. I mean, we told her. It got real, real quick. Yes, real quick. We didn't know what was going to happen. We had just sold our house. We had just moved. I had taken a, a, a new position with another company about four or five months earlier. So, I mean, everything was, you know, just up in the air and something like that comes down and it's like, well, what are we going to do with, with our daughter? Mm-hmm. You know, and it worked out where she ended up going to a private school where my daughter could go with her and it's over an hour away each way as well. We had to trade in my wife's vehicle because it was so recognizable and she was getting threats from people. I mean, it, it was, we were all over the news for two months. Yeah. It was just crazy. Well, it, you mentioned the news. Um, it, they keep it, it. Harnett is one of the few counties that is not mandating masks right now. Mm-hmm. And anytime something happens, so we had an emergency meeting 
um, a couple of weeks ago, I believe, and they were or a meeting and they were discussing you know what to do with Omicron. And so WREL has to come out and they interview parents, but they're not at the meeting. They've picked these parents out somehow. How did they choose these parents to have Zoom calls with to do yeah. their interviews? And then there's a particular doctor, I will not mention her name, who's in Harnett County. Who, who I know who you're up, talking about. She calls us um, that support uh, freedom of choice and and parent choice and the board. They, they, she says that uh, we make Harnett County look less than well-educated. But anyway, uh, it's just funny how the news has decided they don't, there's no journalism anymore. It's just take what Pfizer tells you, take what Fauci tells you and run with it. No questioning attitude at all. It's just, let's, let's run with the, the, the narrative that, that they want us to run with. Now there is no journalism. And one of the things I've brought up in the past at meetings is, you know, we are not anti-mask. Um, I've never been anti-mask. Right. I've never been anti anything that you want to do. The 14th Amendment very specifically states that you're allowed to do whatever you want as long as you mm-hmm. don't infringe on the rights of others. Mm-hmm. And I don't care if you want to wear a mask, um, but you can't tell me or especially somebody that is under my guidance before she turns 18, mm-hmm. um, you can't control her life. And you earlier you asked about what is it other than masks that you're, you know, you want, and what did I say? Well, until we have that fixed, it really doesn't matter what else, because it's not just about masks. It's like uh, the Affordable Health Care Act, Obamacare. Mm -hmm. It's not affordable. No. And it's not good health care. No. Planned Parenthood. It's not parenthood. No. No. (laughs) And it's definitely not planned. Right. Um, they they just they create terms and words to make you think something else about whatever it is that you're talking about to throw you off what it's really about. And that's control. And that's what masks and the upcoming vaccine mandates that are going to try to push on you. It's all about control. So you, if you want if people want to call me a one issue candidate, I'm OK with that, because the one issue that I'm I'm going after is the most important issue. Absolutely. All about control. It's yeah. all about control. And, I, and I'll take that to my grave. This isn't but, about science. There's no logic behind it. Uh, everybody know. I mean, literally the CDC changes their stuff every day. We haven't talked about the health board at all that I was talking about earlier. We have a health health board that is, um, I'm sure it's the same way in Harnett County, but in Johnson County, we have a health board that the school board takes direct guidance from and just does whatever they say. Mm-hmm. The school board is election or elected. The health board is appointed by our commissioners. They're not elected officials. Then I found out the Johnson County Health Board takes whatever Wake County tells them to do. So number one, why do we have a health board in Johnson County if they're just going to take Wake County's direction? And number two, why is our school board even voting on these issues if they're just going to do whatever the health board tells them? And here's yeah. the rub. Because Governor Roy Cooper passed that law saying that you have to vote on this every month. And a lot of people were happy about that. Because At first. Great. Yeah. You have to, well, if you're in a county like you are, where they're not requiring the mask mandate, you don't want them to vote no. anymore on it. You want no. it to be over. So it's all, it's convoluted. It's, um, it's well, it, what, what is going on is just really, really bad. 
And you hear, I've heard school boards, I've heard Johnston County, I've heard Harnett say it, I've heard Brunswick County say it, our hands are tied. We can't do anything. This uh, is what Terry, the- Terry Sessom said that at our last meeting, and I, and I said to her, I just heard you say your hands are tied. What's the point? Then what's, what's the, the point? point? What do we need you? Dissolve the board and, and we'll just do whatever Governor Cooper says. I, I don't know. And the same thing with the, the health board. Um, luckily, Harnett has- gone against the health board, what they've recommended. And, you know, we, you mentioned Union County earlier. They they went against their health board as well. So it can be done. There's precedent. 100% um, can be done. With, with, the, with the COVID mandates coming down from, from the state, is funding different for counties or districts that choose to play ball versus those that choose to, to break away? Yes. Okay. What, what does that yes. look like? There are certain things that counties that have taken the money to keep that money have to have in terms of the statistics of the students mm-hmm. that they have to do that other counties don't have to do. Okay. Um, I'd be happy to put a follow-up comment on that after you post this. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I don't have the stats, but no, it is a hundred, hundred percent different. But there's definitely more money coming yes. to counties that are playing ball. We've talked about uh, money a lot already. Full systems as, have been bought. Yeah, are, are being yeah. are being bought out. Yeah. Make sure your numbers say this, and you can keep this money. Is basically yeah. what it says. And we talked about um, your daughter not being in public schools, and you said your goal is to to make a change in the school system, make a good enough change uh, to where you'd be able to bring her back. Also, I've, I've heard people, and, and I don't remember if I asked you this earlier or not, so I'm going to ask you again. I've heard people mention that people that Justin got involved with with fighting against the COVID mandates, the, the oh, masking yeah. and everything, that they they didn't go to PTA meetings two years ago, so they they don't really have a track record of of being involved. Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? Well, I would say that I've been involved in my daughter's life for twelve years, almost okay. thirteen. Will be thirteen in April. Um, I would say that I've been a very vocal person on social media in my own uh, friend groups in terms of uh, anybody that knows me, believe me, they know my beliefs. Uh, yeah. they've, all, they've, all, they've always known my beliefs. If you can go back 15 years ago, whatever, whenever it was that I first got on Facebook and I was saying the same things back then that I'm, that I'm saying now. What I can say over the last eight months since I got involved in this, which if I'm a voter out there that's listening, I, I wouldn't want uh, somebody that's a career politician or run for office before. And, and I, I, I would want just a, I am a literally, my name is Joe. Yeah. I am an average Joe. I'm just a regular guy. But that being said, once I got involved, nobody has been to more meetings, more activities, more events than I have since August of last year. I've been, I visited personally 23 of the 45 schools in Johnston County in about a six week period, sometimes by myself, sometimes with 15 people holding up signs saying, free the smiles. Mm-hmm. We support teachers. We love our children. I've met with multiple, multiple Johnston County Sheriff's deputies, the uh, school resource officers, SROs, mm-hmm. uh, the municipalities, uh, police, Clayton police, Wilson Mills police, whatever. Uh, multiple administration of the schools to make sure it was okay that we came out to their school to make sure they knew ahead of time, hey, we're just going to be here during your your drop-off line. We don't want to interrupt anything. 
I've been to every single Board of Education meeting since August. I've been to every single commissioner meeting, I think, except two since late July. I mean, I, I, I'm i going to grassroots meetings. My mm -hmm. family never sees me. I think we have dinner <laughs> twice a week. I mean, I've been doing this for eight months now. I've learned more about what's going on here than most people probably will ever learn in their life about mm -hmm. it because because they're just not paying attention. So I don't I, I don't care what people want to say about lack of experience. All I know is, is I'm here now and I'm in it and I'm committed and it's going down and I'm going to win and they can't stand it. And that's OK. Uh, so how can people find out more about you? Uh, well, they can come to my house and just hand <laughs> me cash. I'm just kidding. <laughs> No, um, so you can go to, I've got a couple Facebook pages. Uh, my main website is JP, as in Joe Preston, JP, the number four, B-O-E, uh, or, or dot com, JP, four, B-O-E, dot com. Um, and then I've got Facebook pages that I assume once you post this, we can put, put down in the comments and the links. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely um, put that in the, the description of the podcast where we're, wherever we share it. And um, then I'll certainly give it to you so you can share it as well. Is there any kind of final thought or, or anything else that you'd want to add to this conversation? The biggest thing I would say is what, what has weighed on me the most during this entire time have been the what it is to run for a political office. I will never be a politician. I will be a statesman. If you don't know the difference between those two, you need to look it up. Um, politics is pretty much about oneself where a statesman is for the people. Mm -hmm. um, I will, when, when I'm elected, I will be representative of the faculty, staff, parents, and students of the Board of Education uh, of, of Johnson County. I'm not there to represent the board. But I will tell you, if you can at all get out there and run for something, even though it sucks, <laughs> um, I'm being just being honest. I mean, it, it, it is it wears on you. I mean, it really does. The attacks that you get, you're not expecting. Like I said, I'm getting attacked more from the right than I am from the left. Yeah. Um, but if you have any ability to do that, we need more people to go out and do it to make that sacrifice. So I, I just, and even if you're, if you're in Johnson County, listen to me and you want to run for board of education, if you want to run against me, do it. We need real people on these seats. We don't need these career people that are just there to get to the next level or do something else and don't really have any interest for you or your children. That's what I would, I did with. All right. Well, great. Thank you. Um, I completely agree with that statement. We need more real people fighting for, the people they're supposed to represent. Uh, so Joe, Joe Preston, thank you again for joining me on Carolina Conservative, JP, the number four, BOE.com. And then we'll, we'll include that in the description and uh, and make sure we, we send that out to everybody. Again, thank you very much for joining me. And that's it. Thanks, Matt. All See right. You thank you. If you made it this far into the show, I'm hoping you liked it. If that's the case, please do me a favor and like, rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. 
Also, be sure to find me on social media. My links are in the description. Thank you for listening. God bless you, and God bless America.